Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91. Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epix. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. And between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. Welcome, Browns backers. Once again, it's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick, and we are Believe in the Browns. And if you're not believing after this week, I don't know what you're doing. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V on Instagram and Twitter. The wait is finally over. Football, we are at the quarter pole. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can definitely still be in on the action at Bet Online. Tony and I are doing pretty well this year. I do have to say, I'm 9-3. and three. Tony's eight and four. So if you've been taking our picks this year, you've definitely made some money. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book 
experts. And if you stay tuned, we'll give you those uh, relatively good picks uh, coming up towards the end of the show. Well, welcome, Browns backers. We're here with Jake Arthur of Believe in the Colts. Jake, as I talked to the Cowboys folks last week, uh, <laughs> when the Browns sitting 2-1 and one and the Cowboys sitting 1-2, and two, I think folks would have probably said similar things at the beginning of this year. I don't think too many people would have picked the Browns to be 3-1 and one or the Colts to be 3-1. and one. What's your outlook so far just on the Colts season? Yeah, so far it's it's kind of gone smoothly. It got off to a little bit of a rocky start. Uh, they they really should be four zero. To be honest with you, they they should have beat Jacksonville. Uh, they outgained them by over two hundred yards of offense, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. You know, turnovers, penalties, blown coverages, this and that. Uh, they they really they really made a habit out of beating themselves last year. And they carried that into week one, but they've really smoothed out some of those cracks so far. How do you explain a number one ranked defense? I mean, if you're looking at this defense, maybe outside of a couple guys, it's a pretty, you know, harken back to the no-name defense of the Dolphins in the 70s or something like that. What's going on with the defense there? Yeah, so so far they're I think they're just kind of feasting on inferior competition. Uh they're they're doing their jobs and kind of taking care of, of business like they're supposed to. Now don't get me wrong, they there's some really talented players on there and they should they're they're a good defense regardless. Uh but they've they've really just been able to take advantage of playing teams. You know, the the Bears aren't all that great on offense and they're missing Tariq Cohen. The Jets are just a disaster. Um the, the Vikings, the Colts got the draw of bad Kirk Cousins that day. So they've, they've just really been able to take advantage of the matchups they've been given. Um, again, I do think they're good defense regardless, but this matchup here this Sunday is easily their biggest barometer so far. How do they handle an offense that has Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry? What, what do they do against that? Uh, so a lot of people are really excited to see what transpires from this one. Well, and, and I think too, uh, you know, jumping in here, I think too, looking at the schedule, uh, this is a big game for the Colts because I think if the Colts win this one, it sets you up nicely for going into that, that buy and coming out and, and obviously um, coming out of that buy, you're going to have Detroit, which I want to say is a gimme, but it's, it's certainly a, a little bit easier game. But then that sets you up for that week nine matchup against the Ravens. And and I think if you can, you know, if you can pull this one off against Cleveland, um, you're set up nicely here to enter that game with the Ravens on a tremendous uh you know roll as far as the record goes. And and I just I don't know. I, I think I have to believe I'm not familiar with just how the team is, you know, mentally, but I have to believe this is a game you know, the coaching staff and everyone's looking at is th- this could be much more than just one win. This could lead to, you know, two or three in a row here before you get to that Baltimore game, which sets you up for a pretty decent season. Yeah, this is definitely one of those kind of snowball games where if, if you win something like this, it it just puts you to another level mentally and you can just kind of keep playing at a high level from there. And like you said, you know, after this, there's the Bengals and then the bye. So, they could be set up beautifully going into their bye for a, a, a second half stretch that is tougher than the first one. 
And I think they especially need to take advantage right now while all this weird stuff is going on with the Titans, uh, because technically the Titans are in first in the AFC South at three and zero. The Colts three and one are just right behind them. But you know the the Texans and Jaguars they're both way far behind with just one combined win. So if the Colts can start building mo- more momentum and get ahead of the Titans here, and, and until everything gets figured out with with Tennessee. <laughs> then I I think they I I think they maybe change their mentality in the second half or just kind of take it to a different understanding that okay we're in the driver's seat in the division and this is ours you know this is ours to lose so let's make sure we don't lose it yeah, yeah and I think this the challenge I think not only for the Colts but for the NFL is going to be figuring out what's going on with the Titans right if they have to you know miss another game then how does that impact you guys as you're moving through? And you got that tough stretch of games where, you know, week 9, 10, 11, and 12, you got Baltimore, Tennessee, Green Bay, and Tennessee again, back to back to back to back. That is a brutal stretch for you guys. But if the Titans only have to play 14 games and you got to play all 16, it's going to be an interesting uh, end of the season there. I, I would think, you know, and I, I heard on the way in here, they're kind of kicking around. And, of course, it's just people kicking around, um, you know, ideas. Um, if this continues for a, an exp- expanded period of time and they have to push back more games, at some point this is probably going to have to result in some kind of penalty, which may even be a forfeit of, of those games. Um, you know, obviously that's – a precedent that we've never had in the NFL, but you know, other than pushing the season back two or three more weeks so they can get their make their their rainout yeah. games in or whatever, <laughs> uh, that's not. I just don't know how they can make that happen. So um, one half double headers is that what we're yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll we'll just see how that plays out. But I, I mean, I, I guess you you know for. For, for the Colts, though, I mean, you're in the driver's seat right now. I mean, you know, you're playing well. Um, even if it is against inferior competition, I mean, you obviously could have lost those games too. So I like where you're at. How do you think the team has handled the transition from from Brissett to, to Phillip Rivers? I mean, obviously the record's there, but, you know, he's been a little up and down for you guys. Yeah, I I don't think there's been any enormous change so far. Uh, both guys really like to spread the ball around. There there isn't there's not one guy on the Colts like a DeAndre Hopkins who's going to get like 180 or 200 targets. Um, Rivers seems to have seven, eight, nine different receivers each game. Uh, so they're they're kind of taking advantage of what the defense gives them. I will say Rivers is not as reluctant to go downfield though. Um, that was just something, I don't know if it was a mental block or what it was, but Jacoby just rarely went downfield. Uh, but Philip is really not af- afraid to kind of pull the trigger and go down there. Now, with that said, there really hasn't been that many deep shots. Uh, everyone is sitting around waiting for T.Y. Hilton to have some huge 150 yard game and it just hasn't happened. He hasn't, he, he did have one, uh, 44 yard target against the Vikings that he dropped in the end zone. Uh, said the the sun got in his eyes, but that's really been about the only deep shot we've seen them take. And I'd I'd have to think maybe if Paris Campbell was uh, wasn't hurt, that maybe that would factor in a little bit as well because he's got unrivaled speed. So it's it's been it's been interesting. Um, they're they're still a run based team that you know they they run it first. So 
maybe we've seen the the running backs a little more involved in the passing game, but so far there hasn't been any real huge change in the uh, in the offense. Honestly, um, I, I'd say they're at least on third down in the red zone. They're behind where they were with Brissett last year. Uh, Brissett was efficient as as all get out to start last year until about the midway mark of the season. So I, I just think they're kind of working things out still. They they weren't expecting to already be down Marlon Mack and Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman. They've had to adjust on the fly quite a bit, and I, I think they're still probably figuring some things out on offense. Yeah, well, uh, you do know we gave up 500 yards passing last <laughs> week, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, might, they might be able to figure out a thing or two this week. Yeah, for for my uh, for my fantasy preview on on allcolts.com, I just finished that today and I've been reluctant to to recommend Philip Rivers as a start any week, but I finally put him in there in this week, you know. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone other than Dwayne Haskins has had a big game against the Browns, so Philip's capable, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think on our end, I think that's the challenge is is just the Browns being able to shut down that Colts offense and then the defense, you know, hey, you know, it's 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 been shaky all season. So so we'll see. Yeah, and I think that the big factor this week for the Colts is are, are I mean, I think if you're looking for the keys to victory, it would be to eliminate the idiotic turnovers or the fluky turnovers, I guess I should say, that Dallas had. Because if you take away the fluky turnovers and you take away some of the uh, mistakes on special teams, uh, you know, Dallas ends up beating us in that game. I mean, that was a very winnable game for Dallas. If they just eliminate the two turnovers and, and the, the the missed special teams uh, assignments. So, um, I don't know. If I'm Phillip Rivers, though, I am I am chomping at the bit. And if I'm T.Y. Hilton, I, I am uh, do, a, do a little extra stretching this week. <laughs> there, might be, there might be some running going on on Sunday. They um, need it. We're just not good. We're, we're not quite there yet. You know, we'll get the turnovers, but we're not going to be a defense that's going to consistently shut you down. You're going to be able to run all over us, um, you know, unfortunately right now. but Well, if Anthony Costanzo doesn't play, I mean, he's, he's missed both days of practice so far with a rib injury. Miles Garrett uh, might be a little more terrifying of a matchup on the Colts side of things if <laughs> Costanzo's not out there. Yeah, if, if he's in the backfield a little more than normal, we'd be uh, more than happy with that uh, <laughs> on our end. But but part of it is, right, this Browns offense, as you mentioned, hey, maybe you got some wins against some teams that haven't been playing exactly uh, up to snuff. You guys are, let's see, against teams, you guys are 5-11, and 11, your opponents. Uh, we're 6-9-1. and one. So our opponents aren't exactly lighting it up either. And... It's a matter of the one good team we played in the Ravens, we scored six points against. So, you know, our offense has a lot of talent. They haven't been able to execute against talented teams. And I think that's the big challenge this week is going up against this Colts defense. Can they put points on the board? Yeah, and, and again, that's kind of that's kind of the biggest thing people are waiting to see about this Colts defense. Uh, I think that'll be a huge check mark for them if they're able to shut down the Browns, uh, especially if Darius Leonard isn't able to go. Uh, he's also missed both days of practice so far. 
it's just one of those things where is this defense real? Like they're obviously good enough to completely smother terrible offenses. Um, however, what do you do against a team that on paper has some superstars on it? Yeah. And I think that's what we're all looking to see. I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield's had a decent season, but as you were talking about earlier, even with Phillip Rivers not necessarily taking big shots downfield, he's still averaging over a yard and a half per pass or per completion more than Baker is. So if he's not taking any shots, we're definitely not taking any shots. Yeah, this uh, the Colts defense, they've really... So, so in week one against Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars, Minshew completed 19 of 20 passes. <laughs> Uh, the zone was soft, and they just let him have everything. And when you coupled that with some of the blown coverages, it just it killed him defensively. Uh, since then, they've really tightened up their coverage, and the, the cornerbacks have gotten a lot more physical and aggressive. Uh, we've we've seen really good play out of Xavier Rhodes. You know, he got he got signed for the the veteran minimum, but has looked a lot like the you know all pro version of Xavier Rhodes so far. Uh, Kenny Moore is is as good as he's been. Uh, Rocky Asin looked great coming back last week. So after tightening up that coverage and, and not playing so much soft zone and just letting their their guys, you know, play off of their man a little bit more, it they've gotten better results. So they they haven't faced they haven't faced an Odell Beckham Jr. yet. Um, you know, they've had DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, but OBJ is just a different type of explosive. Obviously, as we saw last week, even with that end around, that just kind of was the nail in the coffin for the Cowboys last week. Yeah, we're just hoping we can utilize him again as we utilized him last week because for the last you know two seasons, we didn't see much of that. So to see at least a spark of it has been really nice uh, on our end, and people are excited uh, to see what he can do against an elite level defense at this point. Yeah. And luckily for the Colts, their, their keystone attribute on defense is speed. So they're probably a bit faster than Dallas was. So that, that should work in their benefit this week, but they're, they're supposed to limit yards after catch opportunities and, and not their, their defense basically eliminates yards after catch and um, doesn't, doesn't allow receivers to take the top off. Uh, because of the the cover too there, so we'll see how that works out this week. Yeah, yeah, you know, for for me too. Another thing I, I want, well, another question I wanted to ask you was what you think about the coaching matchups. I know Stefanski. You know, we're only four four games into the. I guess here in Cleveland we call it the Stefanski experiment because I mean we could get rid of them. <laughs> you know, expiration. We don't have eras here in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Our, uh, our uh, expiration date on our coaches is similar to a uh, head of lettuce from the grocery store. I mean, but um, you, you know, I just I I think you know I, I know we're looking at matchups. We're talking about matchups, but I think an important thing for Cleveland is, I mean, we have talent. You mentioned we have talent on paper, but I think, you know, something that has been a prevailing theme for us is that our talent is not really matured talent. And we're kind of, you know, even though we are three and one right now, we're kind of waiting on our end, not so much for, you know, you're saying you're waiting for the defense. Um, you, you know, it, can it really uh, be successful against a real team? We're kind of waiting for, can our team handle adversity, like any kind of adversity? Um, because we have, 
um, stars on the team, but we have a lot of stars on the team that are very demanding. Um, don't want to mention names, but I mean, um, you, you know, we we have a wide receiver that if if has if it, three initials, <laughs> if, if it gets close and he's not getting the ball, I think that's really what. I, I, going into this game, that's what I want to look at. Are we going to stick to what we've been doing the first four weeks? Are we going to be able to stick to that? Or are we going to, you know, if we get behind against the Colts or if we get into a, a shootout, because I think you guys are going to be able to put some points up on us. I, I mean, I don't think that's going to, a question. But if you start putting points up and we need to start, you know, match that, are we going to stick to the running game, slow the game down, and then, you know, hit, hit passes if we can? Or are we going to have people that are going to be clamoring for the ball and we abandon what we're doing? And, and I think we're just, you know, unfortunately, we gotta, we're going to have to keep asking that question until we get enough evidence to show us that Stefanski will stick to the plan. But um, I think I guess the question I'm asking you is what you think as far as the coaching matchups, having seen Frank Wright more than we have, um, you know, other than a player. I know, I know, uh, you know, uh, you've seen him as a player, but uh, I have not. But um, just wondering your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's you honestly never you never quite know what their approach is going to be. You can study the opponent and figure you know what is going to be the approach, and it, it just rarely seems to be. Um, I you you made a really good point about kind of the mental things and you know playing throughout the entire game and and how long you can kind of stick to your plan. If, if a guy like your receiver, you were mentioning, if, if he can hang in there all four quarters, you know, they might have something there because the Colts, the, the Colts allowed three catches for 31 yards to Adam Thielen on the first drive against the Vikings and then completely shut him out the rest of the game. And then they were shutting down Allen Robinson for the entire game. But then once it was garbage time, he just kind of started having his way, wound up with a hundred yards. Uh, so man, if, if, if he doesn't allow himself to be taken out of the game mentally and stays with it and, you know, keeps playing fierce, the Colts could feasibly kind of take him out of it, but he's got to stay patient. And if he just knows he'll get his shot, then, you know, something could break late in the game like it did last week against Robinson. Yeah, and that's, I mean, in our end, that's what you have to hope for. Because I think when the team lost to Baltimore, they could definitively say, hey, we know this team. Realistically, you never want to admit that. But I think in the back of their minds, guys knew that that was a better team than than this team. I think when you're looking at it before the season, I don't think anybody was saying that the Colts were definitively better than the Browns, right? They might have said, hey, we think their schedule is maybe a little better and they're probably going to have a little bit better record. But I think it, it might have been a toss-up between who you thought was going to win this game prior to the season. So if, if things go downhill against you guys where the offense is sputtering and the defense is playing like our defense has played all year, uh, as Tony said, from the Brown side of things, it's going to be an interesting uh, next week after this game uh, if things go downhill. That's a really good point because they're riding as high as, as ever right now after such a huge game, you know almost 50 points, 500 yards of offense. So th- they'll they'll be entering the matchup with quite an attitude, I'm sure. But, you know, a, a team that's got maybe a couple personalities on it, they, they're just going to have to stay mentally strong if they're getting shut down. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, the question we have for you are our gambling questions. 
I am nine and three, I believe, on the season, and Tony is eight and four. Is that what we got? Twelve yeah. or twelve picks, right? Three picks a week, four yeah, weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. It's foolish and took Dallas last week. Yeah, yeah. So, so we want you to pick a straight up winner. The line is Colts minus one, and the over under is forty six and a half. So we need a winner, a spread. And who you got over under? So I do think this is going to be a close one. And uh, I, I answered somebody earlier today that I thought it was going to be 24-20. So I'll take the Colts and, and I'll give them the points there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it might be under 46. It's weird because I think there are ingredients for this to be potentially a shootout. But I have to see that from this Colts offense first. They, you know... They're a run-based offense, and they haven't really aired it out all that much yet. So until I see it, I'm going to lean on the lighter side for them. So I'll say Colts take it 24-20. So you're taking the Colts, giving the points, and uh, taking the under. All right, Tony, what do you got? Well, I, I feel like I should take the Browns this week, only because uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel I owe them for, for last week. But I will t- I will take the over. I-, I will take the over because it is for both teams. Um, so um, if, if, if we're only for the Colts, I might I might have to go with the under, maybe just a little bit. But I, I honestly, in all seriousness, I-, I until our defense can prove to me that they can shut a team down, I can't see you scoring less than thirty points. I mean, we we have just not proven that we can do that. And with Philip Rivers, I mean, I, I just. I've seen him put up some huge numbers over the years, even with bad teams. So you have a team that is not a bad team going up against a defense that is not a great defense. I I gotta take. I'll take the over. I will go. I will go with. The, I will go with the Browns, Browns. On, on the win. Yeah. I, okay. I, I I just I don't know. Okay. So I mean, obviously, then you're taking the points if yeah, you're yeah, um, if you're there. I am because I said this at, at the, after I think week two. I am taking the over because I am taking the over just every game this season because the Browns defense is playing in every game this season. So I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there will hopefully be 11 gentlemen on the field. Hopefully we won't forget to have uh, all 11 out there. Um, and I just, you know, Miles Garrett is a, is a man child. The, the guy is a beast. He's an elite NFL player. You know, if he continues playing the way he plays, the sky's the limit for that guy. But there is not a lot of surrounding talent uh, at our second and third level of our defense. And so I think Philip Rivers and, and, and the Colts offense is going to be able to pick that apart a little bit. Yes, you did mention that, hey, if Costanzo is not playing and, and your left tackles out, that would be great for us. But I still think you're going to be able to, to put up some points. Don't don't sleep on Chaz Green. Don't. All right, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I, that, is, that is encouraging because that offense they they need they need a big game at some point. Yeah, well, I think it will come this week. It it just matters. I the challenge is going to be is that Colts defense for real against hopefully what is a for real Browns offense, even with Nick Chubb being out with the MCL sprain. Hey, there is talent behind him with Kareem Hunt there and uh, Dearness Johnson, apparently uh, just busting for 100 yards, whatever you need a guy off the bench to go for 100 yards. I am I'm going to I'm going to go with Tony. I'm going to support you here because I think we both 
and and all it's almost like a makeup pick, right? Where that umpire that missed the call earlier, so now we feel like we have to make another makeup call, even if we don't necessarily 100% believe in it. Uh, <laughs> I am going to go with the Browns as well. So we're all sticking with our home sides. And Jake, you're taking the under, so you're you're a brave man uh, taking the under, or maybe just have that much faith in your Colts defense to jam up this Browns offense that it's going to be like week one for the Browns and, and they're not going to quite hit that number. That's the, that's the thought. I, I think the, you know, they just want to run the ball and if they're able to, that'll obviously slow the pace a bit. And if that defense is for real and is able to, to take care of the Browns offense a little bit, maybe not totally shut them down. Um, Cause I mean, they haven't allowed more than 11 points in a few weeks, but we haven't given up fewer than 20 all season. And that was to the Washington football team. Okay. Uh, all, all the other NFL teams that we played, <laughs> we gave up at least, we gave up at least 30. Well, all right. Yeah. That again, that is encouraging. Yeah, that, that, some of the high, some of the highlights from this game uh, may appear in Philip Rivers, uh, Canton, uh, you know, <laughs> highlight film in a couple of years. In the years. <laughs> yeah. If properly uh, done. So, well, God, I I tell you, T.Y. Hilton really wants a big game, so he he needs it. I, I mean, Denzel Ward is is not an easy draw coverage wise, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I would look for your tight ends to maybe eat us alive a little bit uh, as well. Our our coverage backers are, uh, I think, one of the three of us might be able to step out there and provide equal level of coverage. Well, Mo Alley Cox is having a bit of a breakout season right now, so that's that's a good matchup. I, I actually had him in my uh, stardom for this week as well. So, yeah, I think he might be a guy. Uh, if you got in fantasy, or if you're playing daily fantasy, even then, uh, you might want to start some Colts this week. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm booking it. That's that's good. <laughs> so, all right, Jake. Well, thanks for taking the time to break down the Browns Colts or Colts Browns matchup, I guess, depending on which side of the fence you're on. And uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah. You take care. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for tuning in, Browns backers. That concludes our show. And a special thanks to Jake Arthur, the believe in the Colts host and Colts insider for joining us and we'll talk next week and see if the Browns can be four and one for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.